0: You're listening to the Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is the second and final part of A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fop Fox, who enjoys writing shamelessly smutty furry science fiction stories, many of which are in the vassalized Earth setting he created. You can read more of his raunchy filth on his So Furry profile. Last time. Cornelius left the city and joined the pack, and we ended just as he was about to begin his first day of work with a word of warning from Arun. Please enjoy. A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fop Fox, Part 2 of 2 Arun had left me in the midst of the pack, of whom the members proceeded to chat about fairly bog-standard woven things such as last night's dinners, nice smells, and the weather. None of them addressed me, leaving me quite confused as to what was going on. At one point, Moonfur walked across my field of vision and upon seeing me, he scampered off nervously. I was tempted to ask him about what was going on, but didn't want to chase after a panicked wolf. I was already in enough trouble from him. The Alpha approaches! A small wolf with a shrill voice barked. I heard a sharp squeaking noise before a figure emerged from the trees. Sitting in a wheelchair, rolled by a tired-looking brown wolf, he was the most ancient-looking wolf I had ever seen. His jowls were drooping so low that they almost reached his shoulders, and the wrinkles on his face were so heavy that they covered up his eyes. He sniffed around with his nose, taking in the smells of the pack in lieu of his eyes. "'A wheelchair?' I asked no one in particular. "'What happened to no technology?' There was a heavy growl behind me, and a wolf snapped his jaws around the back of my neck and gave me a quick hump against the rear." Show some respect, applicant, the wolf grumbled in my ear before releasing me and joining the others to greet the approaching alpha. The alpha's black nose pointed in my direction and twitched. His voice was as rough as sandpaper and as weak as a daisy. Oh no, not another one. All of the members of the pack immediately rolled onto their backs and exposed their bellies. I did the same, scuffing up my back fur and caking it with mud even more, much to my chagrin. I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing, but the rest of the pack was doing it, so that was what I was supposed to do, right? "'We have tour coming in, package deal that includes a hunting demonstration first thing,' the brown wolf spoke for the alpha. "'We're going to need five wolves as volunteers.' The members of the pack began excitedly clamoring to their feet, barking and yowling to be picked. "'You, you, you, and...' The brown wolf pointed to Moonfur at the end. "'You!' "'Get over to the hunting Square. Uh, "'Applicant, you observe. "'The rest of you get to work on processing pork. "'We have a quota to meet by the weekend. "'Now move!' This was beginning to feel an awful lot like my job back in the city, where a middle manager would give daily orders at the pointless morning huddles just so that he could feel justified in taking home twice my pay. But I shook such thoughts out of my head. I handed in my notice. I was gone now. "'Get a move on, pervert!' Moonfur snapped his teeth in front of my face. Get to the square, now! With no other direction given, I crept at a distance behind Moonfur, following him to where we needed to go. We passed the entrance, where I caught a glimpse of a big tour bus lurking in the parking lot beyond the gate, and pushed through a small trail leading through a cropping of trees. Emerging from beyond the bush was what I could only describe as a small stadium made of wood, Imagine a jousting tournament from a movie set in medieval times, and you would have a good image, except instead of lords, ladies, and peasants sitting in the stands, you had a bunch of tourists wearing tacky T-shirts and flashing their smartphones. Most of the tourists were humans, foxes, or cats. I couldn't see any fellow city wolves there. Moonfur led me to a small entrance opposite the stands, which had a cloakroom full of supplies. The fellow wolves in this detachment began riffling through the boxes for equipment. "'Okay, make sure to cork your fangs!' Moonfur barked as the wolves began sticking corks from old wine bottles onto their teeth. "'No wolves in the crowd, so go nuts with the tribal gear. They'll get a kick out of that!' Within an instant, all of the wolves had slapped on brightly coloured facial markings onto their fur and put on a series of plastic accessories designed to make them look more tribal. One wolf had a fake bone earring sticking out of his left nostril, while others were wearing cloaks of hide and loincloth that failed to cover up anything significant. "'Last time we didn't howl enough,' Moonfur growled. "'If you aren't howling all the damn time, you're not howling enough. Tourists love howling, okay?' Placing a white paw atop the shoulder of a brown wolf with particularly nasty teeth, Moonfur said, "'You'll be the bad wolf this time. There's a family of foxes in the front row. Give them a fright and make their fur poof.' "'Aye, Moonfur!' the brown wolf lunged forward, snarling at me, more dripping with saliva." My pelt puffed up, and I fell backwards as the rest of the pack laughed. My butt fell into an open box full of corks, and I began struggling to escape it. "'Applicant, you just sit here and watch,' Moonfur snorted. "'And keep your paws off your sheath. This is a family event!' Moonfur led a chorus of howls as the wolves emerged from the cloakroom and into the arena to thunderous applause. "'Go on, girl, go!' I heard a familiar voice cry out from the entrance. A young cow came trampling in with Arun lightly slapping it on the rear until it entered the arena. Arun closed the arena door behind the cow and slid open a wide peephole from which the events were readily visible. This is... I cut myself off as I fell onto the ground, flipping the box over and spilling corks all over the floor. Once again, I needed Arun's help to get to my feet amidst the sea of corks. Not quite what you expected, Arun offered. Yeah, uh... I slowly walked over to the peephole and saw the wolves circling the cow, who didn't seem the slightest bit nervous that she was surrounded by predators. What the hell is going on? Hunting demonstration. Tourists like to see wolves hunt, but they don't like seeing blood, so we cork our teeth, gnaw on the cow a bit, give him a bit of a show, and that's that. It seems a bit silly. Helps pay for the land taxes and our supplies. Supplies? I asked. I thought the pack was self-sustaining. Making money is considered self-sustaining. The pack voted on a decades ago, long before I was born, Arun smiled. We vote to approve things like that. Like how the Alpha's wheelchair is acceptable? <laughs> exactly. But that's quite acceptable if you ask me, Arun frowned. I'm a little bit more concerned about us approving the construction of a pork rendering factory while banning distemper treatments. Apparently it helps build character. A pork rendering factory? Are you serious? Yeah, it's just through the woods next to the Alpha's Manor. Oh, this, I frowned, must be some kind of mistake. Wolves didn't live like this centuries ago. The bacon package lied to me. Yeah, there's just no way to remain competitive in the urban market without a pork killing floor and a snappy marketing campaign. Arun shrugged. Even I know that, and I've never left this place. This is not what I came here for, I whined. I wanted something a bit more simplistic, not so... Fake! Guess nothing in life is really real, you know? Arun flipped around me and hugged me from behind. I could hear his tail thumping against the wall as his hot breath whispered across my ear. Want to run away together? What? You're not going to be happy here, and I'm a bit tired of the same scenery. I wouldn't mind seeing the world with a handsome city wolf. I felt my face flush, and Arun sniffed at my shoulder. Chuckling, Arun whispered, "'I could smell it on you a mile away. "'Plus, Moonfur told the pack that you were queer. "'We might hump our cocks against each other's asses, "'but that's not sexual, "'and most of us ain't exactly okay with your tastes.' "'Rough pull pads brushed up against my sheath. "'But there ain't nothing wrong with it "'as far as I'm concerned. "'Come on, let's get out of here.' "'I don't want to go back to the city,' I whispered. "'Then let's go somewhere else, "'somewhere new to both of us.' "'I... "'I rubbed my cheek against his wet nose.' I'm afraid I barely know you. I barely know you too, but I'm willing to know you. Arun let loose a soft whine. Let's find a place we can both love. My heart was racing. I had made a commitment to leave the city behind and join the pack. Could I make another impulsive change in such a short period? Fuck it. Let's go, I whispered. Arun led the way like a true alpha. He had everything planned. While the other wolves were busy with their chores, we snuck into the gift shop's employee entrance and stole clothes. Arun looked very uncomfortable wearing his i howled at the moon t-shirt, but it didn't seem to deter him. A gift shop. I had to laugh. It all seemed so silly now. I imagined prehistoric cave wolves inviting neighboring wolves in and selling loincloths stamped with marketing slogans on them in a gift cave. Of course, why wouldn't a place that had a pork-rendering plant have a gift shop? we slipped onto the nearly empty tour bus. Arun had done the math and concluded that there would be empty seats. The driver stumbled back on, a human reeking of cigarette smoke, but he didn't seem to pay us any mind. My paw was in his, and I stared into his mismatched eyes. It was hardly the most romantic of settings, but it was the beginning of something amazing. I knew it. You're not worried about leaving everyone behind? I whispered. Nah. Arun leaned into my ear, nuzzling it. If I miss it, I can always go back. A heavy musk began wafting off of Arun's scent glands. It had quite the tantalizing smell, finer than the aroma of that exquisite... Fuck it, it smelled like sex. Raw, animalistic sex. Arun smiled as the tourists began trickling in. We got a few stares from the humans, and a few of the foxes wrinkled their noses at us. We gotta wait, I whispered. Most people don't like having other scents offend them. Arun whined. Fuck, really? I nodded. Arun licked his nose and dug his claws into the seat. Around when the bus was half full, the driver started it up and gave a quick announcement of how long it would take to get back to the city, before rumbling away from the commute and down a narrow road. I tried to ignore Arun's wet nose prodding against me and his hot breath brushing against my fur. Likewise, I also tried to ignore my own desires growing in my trousers but could I really keep a wolf who decided to run away from home under control? And did I want to? When we got to the highway, Arun couldn't resist anymore and pressed his snout up against mine. He gave me a better introduction to wolven kisses than Moonfur did, passionately nipping on my muzzle and running his tongue along my lips until I let my guard down and opened up. As our tongues met and explored our mouths, I could smell his musk growing in intensity and felt my cock begin to slip free of my sheath, pressing up against my underwear. I partly wished we were back at the pack so that I could fully free it. My resistance was truly broken, and I reached down to Arun's crotch and began feeling up his bulging trousers. I moaned, and Arun ground deeply as he reached around my shoulders and bit me on the back of my neck. Enough! A fox shrieked. Stop the bus! Well, I said, holding my thumb out at a passing sedan on the highway. As you can see, things aren't exactly perfect in the city either. I'm sorry... Arun apologized, mimicking me with his thumb as he patted behind me on the road. I still don't understand what the big deal was. In the pack, you can rut all you want in public, so long as it's not with someone else's bitch and so long as it ain't queer. Urban society has a lot of weird rules, but then so did the pack, so I shrugged. Maybe I should just sack up and beg for my job back. I never said I wanted to go back. Arun put his paw on my shoulder. I still want to do this. I turned around and smiled at Arun, gently pressing my nose against his. Beep beep! Where are y'all headed? I broke out of our embrace to find a yellow dog leaning out of the window of a pickup truck. Anywhere but here. Next stop, Greenville, the dog motioned toward the truck bed. Hop on in. Arun effortlessly swung into the truck bed and then reached down to help me climb in with him. I collapsed onto him in the back, laughing as the truck rumbled away and swung back onto the freeway. Not a lot of drifters look as good as you two, the dog called back through the back window. You looking for work or something? "Mm, Something like that, I replied. We both need a fresh start. What's there in Greenville? Well, there's the ranch. They're always looking for new hands. Arun smiled. I've handled a few hogs in my time. And then there's the brew pub. Don't know if they're looking for work, but a lot of young people have moved in since they did. Old Ranch Brewery? Old Ranch Brewery? I beamed. Their Belgian triple ale was truly an inspired ale, carrying notes of sherry. It was a bold experiment, but it paid off well. The dog laughed. I got no idea what you're talking about. More of a lager guy here, but if you work as good as you talk about beer, they probably can hook you up with a job. I rubbed a rune on the leg and looked into his eyes. My heart was beating rapidly. For a moment, I felt like things were moving too fast. Things were just getting set into place too well, and I just knew something was going to go wrong. The other shoe would drop. Arun leaned in and gently bit me on the muzzle before I could object. My heart settled, and I leaned into the wolf, closing my eyes as the countryside rolled beside us. I wasn't a city wolf anymore, and Arun wasn't a member of the pack. A small town would be a change of pace for both of us. And I hoped it would stay that way. I truly did. This was the second and final part of A City Wolf Joins the Pack by Fop Fox, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.